Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. It's estimated that less than 1% of Little League ballplayers make it to the major leagues, which means uh, most of the kids you see out there in the fields practicing in the springtime and during the summer, um, they're not going to make it in the pros. But even if professional sports aren't part of your child's future, athletics can be a great training ground. Uh, kids gain confidence. They, uh, they learn to excel and work with others. So many benefits to athletics. Well, I'm John Fuller, joined by Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And um, let's go ahead and listen to uh, part of a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. David Clark. He's an author, a speaker, a licensed psychologist. And we talked about two core needs that all kids have, the need for respect and the need to develop competence. Dave, a lot of the experts now are talking about a parent's ability to not give the lecture. Yeah. And I'm telling you from personal experience, it is hard not to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think Gene and I tag team lectures. <laughs> you know, you go at it for a minute, then I'll pick it up from there. It just feels so good. Sometimes. I mean, you are just you're just espousing this incredible wisdom. Yeah. I've you not you have not been 17 as a 15 year old. I was 17. I know where you're headed. Ba 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 ba. It's kind of like already... that Charlie Brown. You know, he's <laughs> walk, 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 walk. That's but right. How do we pull back from that, knowing it is not fruitful? No, they've turned you off within seconds of you starting the lecture. They're not even listening. Now, and, why, and, as adults, why do we think it's effective? Well, because it may be effective with another adult, not your spouse, maybe somebody else, and you actually have important information. You know what you're talking about, and so you're actually delivering great information. It's great content. It's the wrong way to do it, the wrong <laughs> method. It's these short, clear bursts, and you have to practice. And I used to allow my kids to catch me in the lecture. My dad used to, he called them mini, mini sermonettes. He would, he would dump on me. And so he allowed me to kind of say, Dad, that's too much. If it, if it was going on, which was a big deal. <laughs> How so, old were you when you said that to your dad? Oh, man, I probably was mid-teen years, okay. maybe 14, 15. My brother was a wonderful guy. Compared to me, Mark's perfect. He's a pastor, a Christian uh, teacher, wonderful guy, and more low-key than me. So he and Dad would have these long conversations. He would listen to Dad and take notes. I wasn't like that. I'm more like my mother. My mother's fault, again. <laughs> more expressive and, and kind of volatile, and I don't want to hear a lecture, and I want to be independent. So... But let your kid call you on that. If, if, if I'm lecturing you, I don't want to lecture. I want to give you a clear, concise burst of information, two to three minutes, literally. Set the alarm on your, on your iPhone or whatever, and then it'll be over. They can take that in, and then hopefully they'll respond. Well, and then the problem there is if you're going to say, you know, help me, don't let me lecture, and then when they try to do that, you respond emotionally. Well, I'm just right. trying to help you. What are you saying right. that to me for? I we mean, gotta, that, that's gotta, a bad signal. We've got to tamp down the emotion. Easier yeah. said than done. And when you blow that, and this happened to me, of course, with my kids, I would be upset, stressful day, whatever, no excuse, and I would snap. It's, honey, I'm sorry. Yeah. Especially the girls were sensitive. Women say, ah, oh, dad, no big deal. The girls were upset. They were emotional. I'm sorry. I went too far. Let's, I'm, would you forgive me? Yes. Let's have a reset. Let's talk about that issue again. And, I, and I'm sorry. I lectured. I got upset. So that's the respect category. Um, let's move to your child's need for competence, to learn competence. In that, it was an interesting story you shared in the book where um, you had, a, I think, a teenager who had parents who were alcoholics, and that taught him a competency. What were you getting at with that? Well, that story was a case where he was at a... I, when I was seeing him, was probably in his early 20s at that point, and he had two parents who were alcoholics. Both of them rejected him. 
And he was in terrible shape. Somehow they dumped him at my office and they wanted him to get some help. It may in fact have been a grandparent. And I was talking with him. His self-esteem was, was so low. But what happened? And he was actually, he had thought of harming himself at that point because neither parent was happening. It was a teacher in his life, a Christian teacher that uh, recognized his ability to sing and, huh. to, and to have a musical ability that sa- literally saved his life. That competence gave him an identity. It gave him something to kind of cope with his parents' rejection, and it changed his whole life. Wow. He was locally known for, for us being a singer, a Christian singer, and had a band. It was awesome, only because somebody had recognized the competence in him. He wouldn't have made it otherwise. No That's way. a beautiful story of mentoring and oh, look, being on yeah. the lookout for young people who need yeah. help. That's Teach, great. And even this, I think teachers will find this parenting very helpful because teachers have a major role to play. They yeah. absolutely do. That was true in my life. That is a pretty remarkable story that David Clark shared. And uh, Danny, there are some things that we as parents can do to help our kids find uh, an outlet where they can do well and maybe even excel, right? Oh, it's it's great to to see what our children are good at and what they're not good at and to give them that feedback. It's okay to tell your child that they're not good at something, but when they are good at something, but they they need to learn, help them find that, develop it, participate in it if you can. Recently, my daughter said, hey, can you do acrobatic silk with me? Just to <laughs> just to have some some fun. She wanted to show me this move and she wanted me to try it. So I, I tried, I looked super unnatural, but it was participating in what she's interested in. And I said, you are great at this. I'm not. And I'm going to continue to encourage you in that. And uh, our, our daughter that has joined our family, she has, she's not used to participating in things outside the home. And we've, we've had quite a journey to look at what hmm. is she passionate about. And, and as we've searched that, we've been challenging her, pushing her to do some things as an outlet for her, whether it's sports or singing or art. Mm-hmm. We have so many opportunities for outlets outside of technology and phone, entertainment, social media. Help your children list out a menu and to try things out. And if you can, participate with them. If it's running or if it's lifting weights or different things, uh, maybe this is a good time for you to get in shape alongside your child. Yeah, I appreciate that. So real real quick, a word on the failure, because kids aren't naturally going to be able to do everything. Even if they practice a lot, they may not be able to Mm-hmm. to achieve even modest success in something. How important is it for us to to foster a sense of try it, as you've been saying, and if it doesn't work, at some point we'll say, let's move on. It's okay to fail. Most teenagers appreciate that honesty. They get it from their friends. And if parents are constantly saying, hey, you're good at this, you're good at that, they're not going to trust it. And they look for the friends, the critics that are saying something to them, they begin to believe the critics because they think that's that must be true. So if you bring honesty with love and relationship, your teens will appreciate that because when you say you're not good at something, they're most likely good at something. So give them both. Maybe you're not good at this. You tried it. Good job trying. Opportunity for growth. This is what I see you're good at. Let's, let's foster that. Let's see how you do with that. And along the way, you're still going to fail. And, and that's part of growing as well. Well, here at Focus, we do want to help you thrive in parenting and in your family, and we have so many resources to help. You've heard some great wisdom from Danny today, and he's got a book called The Seven Traits of Effective Parenting, which is uh, some outstanding advice for parents with kids of any age, and you can support the ministry of Focus on the Family by ordering that directly from us when you call or hit the website. 
And then we do recommend Dr. David Clark's book as well. He is a lot of fun. He's got some great insights. Uh, That book again, Parenting is Hard and Then You Die, a fun but honest look at raising kids of all ages right. And uh, we're making that available to you as our thank you gift when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. You can find details in the episode notes or uh, just call 800, the letter A, and the word family. Well, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.